Alrighty, here we go. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. A podcast or not? That's me. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a bit of a rambly episode today. Uh, that's why there's background music. Uh, but there's it, actually a center theme to this episode. Um, today's theme is basically game shows. Uh, as many, 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 many people know, it's very genre television. Uh, we talked about it last week, the week before. Every week, we've talked about game shows. Um, everything from the writer strike and what that can mean for game shows. We've talked about uh, new game show formats on this podcast. We will still continue to do that as much as possible. It's basically the one thing I know something about game shows, I guess? Game shows, I think so? It's game shows, I suppose. Um... The reason I want to start this talking about game shows is just to give a shout out. Uh, so, uh, there's an ABC has a four four uh, episode special called the Game Show Show, full of a bunch of people from the game show business, a few experts like Adam Needif, who was in the password episode, and Christian Carrion from Buzzer Blog and Stranger Than Christian, uh, and they're all talking about game shows. Uh, that's really good. Uh, obviously, they know more about it than I do. Don't, don't go yelling. Why am I not on there? It's, it's easy to figure that shit out. <laughs> um, no. Uh, so that that's a really really exciting uh, news because game because I love when people talk about game shows and. It, essentially, the game show show is going to be the American version, from what I'm hearing, of the Canada's greatest game shows that was at special on Game TV a few years ago. Uh, so that, that's exciting stuff. Uh, so it got me thinking here in terms of this episode, and, and I had this for all the weekend. After I upload, I'm like, ah, damn it. I really should really talk about game shows more on this because I get very happy very frantic, very excited. I mean, we talked about all of College Humor's game shows and internet game shows in general and just new game shows, new game show formats, and I love talking about them. Uh, essentially because there's so much to watch, and I think that's a good thing. Uh, so... Let's just uh, go straight to the top here. Um, I feel like this has been a little news piece here. So starting off, uh, if you want to watch uh, CBS, which is Paramount Plus, uh, Paramount Plus is your good streaming service if you want to watch some game shows. Uh, in addition to CBS Daytime, which is The Price is Right, Let's Make a Deal, which you can watch anytime you want. You don't have to be sick anymore to watch The Price is Right. You can watch it now at night. You can watch this at 11 o'clock. No one will judge you. You can watch Drew Carey and Wayne Brady anytime you want. Paramount Plus. 
addition to that, with those new daytime episodes, if you're nostalgic for 90s Nickelodeon, every 90s Nick game show is there. Double Dare, Legends of Hidden Temple, Nick Arcade. I think Figure It Out's still there. Uh, it, so it's all on Paramount Plus. You can give that a watch too. And that's not including essentially the trifecta of reality television, The Survivor, Big Brother, I guess Amazing Grace, but now it's tough as whatever's Phil Kogan's thing. In addition to that, you have uh, Peacock. Peacock has The Traders, a hot new reality show. In addition to that, they have all of NBC's game show offerings, which is Password, The Wall, The Voice, uh, The Weakest Link, all those good stuff. They even have the syndicated Deal or No Deal for some reason. It's there. Then, if we want to go to ABC, that's Hulu. Hulu has summer fun and games game shows. Those are, in, with no particular order. Oh, yeah, I forgot 24 Woods Earless is also on Peacock for some reasons. Anyway, so on, on Hulu, summer fun and games game shows. Those are your Jeopardy Masters that's coming up. That will be uh, Press Your Luck. That will be Generation Gap. That will be $100,000 Pyramid. That will be... Uh, uh, maybe to tell the truth if that's not gone. Anything that's a summer funning game will be there. But hold up, hold up! Hang on, hang on. The, the, what about Fox? Well, the Fox game shows are also on Hulu. That means name that tune. That means don't forget the lyrics. That means the mask singer. That's all on the Hulu. So give that a watch, why don't you? Which leads me to uh, HBO Max. HBO Max is Turner Channels, which means The Cube should be there, Wipeout should be there, and uh, any of the weirder game shows that are coming out. But because it's going to become Max, that means that the Food Network shows will be showing up soon, and that means you're chopped, your Cutthroat Kitchen, your BattleBots, I know that's not a cooking show, but that's Discovery. That'll be there. You can watch BattleBots. And let me tell you, this is BattleBots is a guilty pleasure show. I, I, I don't know. It's just, just a fun little show to watch when it's like background noise. Because it's just really cool to watch. To me, that is the nerdy MMA. And I think they got really good uh, casting with Rose and Florian. Uh, so... Anyway, uh, BattleBots is there. So those are your game show offerings. But the uh, syndicated shows, which is Wheel of Fortune Jeopardy, those have yet to find a streaming service. Uh, so those are usually in archives. Uh, if you want to watch like archival episodes, not new same day, uh, they're on Pluto TV. And they are available also uh, on Netflix and sometimes Hulu as our little archives usually kind of things like hey check out like this tournament of champions or hey check out this gimmick week of shows and that would be all you get uh, so still nothing with Wheel and Jeopardy I still hope one day there will be like a service that will have it surprise it wasn't Crackle 
and then for the Fox syndicated shows, which is 25 words or less, which is Pictionary and You Bet Your Life, those are available for free legally on YouTube. Uh, you just gotta hit up their YouTube channel and it is there. Do not look at the view count, you'll get very disappointed and partially sad. But that being said, 25 words or less is still there and it, it's still an okay show to watch. Uh, game Show Network is the other place to watch game shows, no shit. But unfortunately, Game Show Network is a TV channel and there's no on-demand service for that. Unless you have, like, I think Sling. Which I don't. So if you want to watch Game Show Network original shows, you have to watch the Game Show channel, which is available on Pluto TV, which is back and uh, game shows that they no longer run, which is your idiot test, your minute to win it. Uh, the first Dylan Lane chain reaction versus the new Dylan Lane chain reaction. And I guess we're just going to forget about the other chain reaction in the middle. With stuttering? Okay. Alright, well, that's fine. And anyway, that's Game Show Network. Originals. America Says sometimes shows up there from time to time. But uh, if you want to watch uh, the new Split Second, the new Switch, good luck with that. You can't watch Hey Yahoo! Can't watch Hey Yahoo! anymore. No, no, no. Is this, this peaking? This, this audio? It's just... I try to set it to a little lower. There we go. So that's the way to watch game shows currently in the States. Uh, of course, that's American game shows, and I don't expect anybody else to do the other thing, which is just you go on YouTube and just search any game show and some guy's gonna legally upload it. Uh, which of course is the case in terms of things like tape collecting, like Who Wants to Be a Millionaire episodes, and uh, the case of Sale of the Century, things that are on Buzzer, for instance, like Shoo. And you know what? I, I'm, I'm originally I was like, but they cut the tapes, but now I don't care anymore because I think what happens is those are one and dones, or they air two or three times and then never again. Just keep them and upload them accordingly. Uh, keep circulating the tapes, treat it like the old MST3K episodes, and we'll be good. Um, so that's how I normally watch game shows. At least American game shows, it's a streaming thing. Now my mom does have a cable package, so uh, essentially that means I get Game Show Network. <laughs> um, when, but I don't really watch Game Show Network. I don't even watch Buzzer. Not because I don't like them. It's just when I watch Game Show Network, it ends up being like a Family Feud rerun. And, or at least nowadays, it seems like America says, which is, I guess, a good thing. And with the case of uh, Buzzer, it's all reruns of like Card Sharks and Match Game. And I mean, that's a, it's a good game shows, but it's, it's background noise. And you can watch pretty much the same feed on Pluto TV anyway. So you're not really missing out. I'm gonna have to check eventually if it's still on Twitch. There was at one point Buzzer on Twitch, and I thought that was a really funny innovation. Uh, anyway, so so that is game shows in America. Now, if you're a guy like me, you, you know you check Bother's Bar, you check Australia, you, you go all over the world, you get the VPN, and you start globe hopping. 
So you're watching the new Taskmaster. That's that's on a VPN. Now, some people say, hey, you should go to Reddit. Some guy archives it and puts on a Google Drive or a Daily Motion link. And you know what? Yes, go right ahead. I've, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not ashamed to say I've done that in the past. Um, but for me, I, I one that, do, that does the VPN, that does the little uh, online view. Uh, there's a reason for that. There's a reason. Uh, the Google Drive link, while it, it does help you out, because um, A, no money, and two, uh, it's a better quality file and typically than watching and streaming on VPN, because really lofty Wi-Fi internet. Uh, when it comes to a VPN, though, even if you're watching out of uh, the computer, they still count that view if you're clicking the link to watch the game show. Rather, it's BBC iPlayer or 4OD or ITVX. Uh, if you watch it, you get that view link is still an on-demand view count, which counts towards the rating for the shows. So for me, ratings are still everything when it comes to game shows, just like any TV show. So if you're going to watch it, try to watch it as quote-unquote legally as possible, which means I watch it through a VPN directly on the channel's website. Why? Because some commissioning editor doesn't know if they want to bring this back for a season two, a season three, series four. And I think by doing so, that might help it out a bit. You know, people want to watch Richard Osman's House of Games and only connect. But of course, you can easily watch that shit on YouTube. So. Uh, anyway, that's how I normally watch stuff is also through a VPN. And plus, if it's a VPN, I don't have to wait for someone to upload like Taskmaster New Zealand, even though I think uh, Dylan is the one who does that for me. Shout out to Dylan. Um, it's it's not necessary. You could, you could watch, I, I could go to Australia's VPN watch it, or New Zealand's uh, and watch it there. Uh, and plus, I think just in, in the sake of for me personally, it makes me feel like, you know, there's a Jordan out there in those little countries watching the shows the same way. So I feel like there's nothing different. It feels cool that way. I, I, I kind of dig it. Uh, so I can go to Canada, Australia. I can go globe hopping. I have watched Japanese game shows. I've actually watched the Japanese version of Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? I still don't understand what they are saying. I still don't know the questions. They really still do the exaggerated reactions on the corner and the big screen thumbnails. And I, but it's still a cute show. They're still little kids and they're like, they're happy and there's jokes. And I think it's celebrities playing for charity. But it's very cute. And it's a very cute show. Um, so for me, it, it helps me out. It helps them out. And it makes everything a lot better. Uh, it, to me, it also is because, for me, the VPNs and the way I watch internet, like game shows all over the world, now it's so easy. It used to be, like when I was a kid, hearing about shows like The Crystal Maze, in the UK, because you're on the internet, right? Oh, you have to see a crystal maze. You have to see Games Master. You, you have to see Video and Arcade Top 10 in Canada and the Mad Dash. 
I don't know how. You would have to tape trade. You would have to... Someone has to record it on a VHS tape, mail it across the, the pond in the Atlantic Ocean. It has to go through, like, bureaucracy just to show up. And guess what? It's only, like, two episodes. And they've already recorded 30. So what do you do? You have to, like, give a blank tape? How do you deal with that? How do you give money... Over on the internet, you don't get money on the internet. How do you write a check? How do you do? You have to go to like a, a commissary. You have to go like, hey, can you convert this to like forty quid and then put this in an envelope? What the hell do you do? It's way easier to just do it this way. <laughs> um, and it also feels more internet. Like it, it to me, it feels more. Uh, I feel more happy. I don't know if that that it's it, it's a real engagement happiness, but um, to watch international game shows, it's just to me it feels good. Doesn't matter if it's a, a South Korean variety comedy show, a weird German multi-layered show, a Canadian couple challenge, uh, home improvement show, or whatever the hell Australian does now. I think they still have the chase. Uh, it, it's just a feel-good kind of show, and I love that. It, it, to me, it just feels like we are... It, it's There's so many shows now to watch, and instead of feeling overwhelmed that, oh, no, there's so many shows and no time to watch everything, because no shit, it's a, this is great that there's so many shows, and now I actually can, like, choose what to watch in those few hours. And that's not including stream-based game shows like we've been talking about, like Game Changer and Um Actually and Dirty Laundry, or uh, uh, new idea formats that I see popping up every now and then. It's really good to see so many different varieties of shows. And then this makes me so happy. I don't have to settle for whatever slop Netflix offers. Sorry, I, I don't want to watch Love is Blind, and that article showing up makes me not want to watch it anymore, either, even though the production kind of checks out because productions are very cheap and scary like that. I, I think game shows are fun. Um, I... Because there's so many different types of game shows. I've covered the, a lot of them for almost five years now. And I think there's so many funny game shows, serious game shows, narrative game shows, reality competition shows, which are just game shows, but with the added addition of having a, a sticky in the form of those confessionals to drive a little story your way. Um, it's all good. It's all very good and very fun. Uh, so... For me personally, it, it's one of those great metrics and why I love to review game shows. So, what I'm proposing to do, uh, starting today, is try and get through a five-star rating system. That's right, folks. I'm announcing today, I'm going through every game show I have covered on game shows, I suppose, and pretty much every game show on list and offering up the star rating scale. The Meltzer scale of game shows. 
Uh, so we are on a five-star rating system. There are quarter stars. There's half stars, three-quarter stars. Uh, and essentially, it th I think it makes it go easier. After review doing that five-star rating system because of G4's X-Play, I figured it'd actually kind of be better for it just on terms of like the Meltzer scale of five stars, if this piques my interest, if this is good or not. So I wanted to just make that uh, known right now, announcing it today. Uh, by the time this up episode uploads, I'm going to try and make a, maybe a Google Drive link to uh, the star rating system uh, and have every game show I've reviewed up in its various stars. Um, and it's going to be, there's not going to be like written reviews for every game show. Uh, I'm going to probably save that for later. But uh, just for funsies, like for instance, um, Presser Luck is four and, I think Presser Luck is four, four and a half, for instance. Like, it, we're, it, it's, I don't think there's really any five star, maybe Deal or No, no Deal or No Deal is a 4.75. Um, there's not a lot of perfect game shows that I gave five stars to. Um, because everything needs a little different, but I, I, I'm a little picky, too. <laughs> um, to me, I, 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 I want to really review game shows. I don't even know if those 4.5 and 4.75 are gonna stick, but essentially for me, I want to review game shows and, and do a big list, uh, and I want to talk and want to make that today's announcement today. Uh, game show reviews. Um, now everyone's getting, everyone reviews game shows. I see it all the time on YouTube. I, I see I see it all the time on Buzzer Blog. I see it on Bother's Bar. People have opinions on game shows, and you know what? Everyone's opinion is valid about what constitutes a good game show or not. I, I don't want to demean anybody's opinion on this. I think Buzzerblog had a good thing of, of the game show and then game show uh, concept, because that's essentially what needs to be evaluated in terms of a game show. Game, How is the game played? Is there any kind of hiccups that make the game not fun? Show, how's the presentation, the host, the music, the set, everything. The production and then game show putting those two together in cohesive match to make a game show that that is all you really need um for me that is uh, a really good concept for uh for game show reviews uh so for me that, that's kind of the same qualifications i kind of deal with when it comes to game shows anyone who watches game shows i suppose knows i did that what's the game what's the show how is it together uh, so, if you're new to this, and I don't blame you, you know, no one fucking lists this fucking show or any of these game show bullshit, so let me, uh, just, uh, explain it really quickly. For me, game show and game show, uh, are all kind of together. What's the game like? Is it like a board game? Is it an adaptation? What's the rules? Round one, round two, round three, are there any bullshit quirks or golden snitches? Is there anything that kind of defeats the show where you see like someone just destroying the competition so it makes the next 10 minutes just boring to watch? Uh, or if you know it's boring to watch, did it do anything to kind of make it fun? Something like that. For instance, here, here's, a, here's a quick, easy uh, hiccup. For instance, uh, our weakest link, 
the game is quite simple. You have to make a chain of eight correct answers. Uh, in the new version, however, the values are kind of irregular. That the, Sometimes the first four questions are all the same value, so there really is no risk to go on to the next question because essentially it's all worth the same value. It's really in your best interest to just sort of bank and take the low offers. And I think the production knows this because they don't want to make a big payout in the process, but they want to still promote the $1 million top prize. Additionally, there is no safety for whoever's the smartest, quote, with the strongest link in the game, except for in the event of a tie, they get to decide the, the final vote and can split it. However, what you see time and time again is in that third and final round, whoever's the strongest link when there's three players left standing ends up getting eliminated because they know that's the biggest threat in the game, which is also the most consequential because in that final round, it's worth half a million dollars, which means there is really no incentive whatsoever to keep that person around after that round. Additionally, they never really get to half a million. They kind of just add like $10,000. It's just sort of kind of, it's very disappointing. Let's be honest. Um, so it seems like that in the game quirks. I just, it just doesn't sit well. The show presentation. Sometimes the show is just, the game is really great, but the presentation is just terrible. Uh, for instance, uh, really terrible ADR work. One thing that's always been one of my least favorite in new game shows has been the way the show is presented, where they have to overlay the rules multiple times. So it's like, uh, if this was like Wheel of Fortune and they just tried it for the first time, uh, all right, you, we spin the wheel. Remember, whatever you lands on the wheel is the amount you have to call for. If it's on there multiple times, you get three times or two times or four times the value. Vowels cost $250. And remember that money isn't yours unless you solve the puzzle. One of those. It just becomes one of the... I, th that kind of presentation always irks me. Um, when they get a host who clearly is there not to be a host, kind of there to collect the easy paycheck... Uh, and you, I see that time and time again. Um, just because they're a famous face doesn't mean they're a great game show host. Uh, or if they are like a game show host, they get a really bad game show and it's just sort of like a disappointing, like you have one of the best people on here and you gave them a really bad show. Um... Well, for instance, here, here's the, here's the, I don't want to say, uh, I, I want to be mean, a game show, but, uh, for instance, um, Common Knowledge on Game Show Network. I think that it's a cute little trivia show. I think Joey Fatone's a cute little host. It's a cute little quaint little show. The scoring system is weird, but the set is just sort of just there. And I, I wish it, like, to me, I want more game shows. If you're doing, like, a straightforward quiz or you're doing, like, a straightforward, like, scoring mechanic, if there's way some way to show it through the set, for instance. And not a lot of sets do that, for instance. Um, I, I think, like, uh, I, I like when game shows sort of incorporate that. Like, for instance, on The Chase, 
the background set when they do the final chase, you see the steps in the background. Something like that's all you basically kind of need. Otherwise, like 90% of the game shows, in all honesty, can be played on a giant TV screen, and that's it. <laughs> like, which is kind of a, a case of like what's been happening in most modern game shows. How do you do the play field one screen? Um, but I, I like it when you can do like multiple screens, multiple effects, set designs, and not just stop go. Like a fun little mechanic always helps too. Variety also kind of doesn't hurt the show as well as, uh, especially when it's something like, um, let's see what's a good example of a uh, show being good. Um, that's my jam. That's my jam is essentially just Jimmy Fallon's music bullshit show. The hey, we have celebrities singing, isn't that cute? Uh, is it fun? Hey, we're having fun with celebrities. Great. But the sh if the show was just like the Tonight Show or just like Lip Sync Battle, it would be kind of just bland. But the way that they have the set with the live band, with the way that they have uh, the audience. Uh, the way there's a screen, but then a boom mic. The way that every round has its own sort of set itself makes it an interesting piece that you kind of go like, oh, they kind of thought it out with like, what's the lighting kit in this queue for this game? What's, where do you uh, frame the cameras for this shit? That is what I kind of like, is that little bit of variety. Do you get a little bit of something different with each thing? And that kind of variety is what I love. And then, of course, the game show. You put the two and two together. It's the, it's like a peanut butter jelly sandwich. Sometimes the peanut butter's crunchy and the jelly sucks. Sometimes the jelly is a little sour. It doesn't fit right. Maybe you're a grape guy. Maybe you're a strawberry guy. Maybe you don't like jelly at all. Um, I, I much prefer orange marmalade, but that doesn't pair well with uh, peanut butter. Yeah, also that's not true. I also kind of like that. Don't, don't tell anybody, but I, I I like blackberry. I like blackberry and boysberry. Not Nod's boysberry fest is here. Yum yum. Um, so it, it's 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 a bit fun. It, it's just a little challenging. That's all. Um. So I, I want to go through a lot of the game shows. The thing is, though, like, there's even, like, variants. Like, there's Match Game, but then there's Match Game 90. Then there's the Match Game 99, 98. And then there's that new one with, with Alec Baldwin. And they all have their own little strange quirks, and it's interesting to point that out. And then there's Blankety Blank, which is the UK variant. What do you do with that? So, so for me, there's a lot to dive into in terms of scoring and rating on a lot of game shows. Uh, personally speaking, I, I think the, even though I'm giving stars to it, it's still a little meaningless. It's just sort of my like excitement over a game show. <laughs> like if someone just shows up and goes, Jordan, we're rebooting, that's my dog. <laughs> Fuck what? <laughs> I guess that makes sense for like a TikTok show, but no, not really for, for me. I don't care much. Hey, uh, we're doing family challenge. 
Hey, uh, there's a reboot of I'm Telling. Hey, we're, we're rebooting a Funhouse. Hey, Jordan, Netflix is picking up a reboot of another iconic reality show. That's right, Are You Hot? Mr. Personality. Solitary? I mean, some people really do like solitary, though. Um, that, that, that's kind of where my brain's at in terms of reality television and game shows in general. Uh, and that's what I really wanted to talk about today. Um, the state of game shows. Game shows are terrible. No, um... As explained last week, uh, the strike is going to end up having its own little, um, it's all going to have its own little, uh, thing, uh, where, where every game, like, game show has its own audience, but because of that strike, there's always the secret that a lot of game shows, many of which are even unionized, which I haven't learned till thanks to Van, um, but others aren't, um, it's going to be a little bit of a oh wow yawning anyway game shows are, are niche but they're going to have a lot more to protect themselves because hey you have content here content there and usually that ends up being a wave where after the writer's strike if it does happen ends a lot of shows kind of just crash and burn and I get a little sad and we talked about this Last week, too, when that pandemic happened and suddenly you had things like Ultimate Tag show up. It, it wasn't really well thought out. It, they clearly tried to do that tag sport as a game show. But if you ever watched tag the game, like the sport, it's kind of exciting, actually. Very fast paced. Um, anyway. I just wanted to... Uh, just let's give a quick shout out and say it's great. Uh, but we we don't know where game shows are going to be going in a few years. Now there is a few game shows that I've seen, like Destination X. Uh, that's because MipCon is, I believe, going on right this very second. MipCon is this really, I would say it's the biggest one, the biggest sort of. Uh, format selling places out there. To me, MipCon is like, I would say like E3 or more like Marley Game Developers Conference where it is a lot of people in all these companies in TV, and not just in America, around the world, have their formats and they want to sell internationally these shows. So rather it's things like uh, Raid the Cage or Escape Perfecto or uh, something along the lines of Destination X, or The Traitors. Uh, there's always a lot, there's a lot of clips, there's episodes, there's uh, sub-transitions. Some of them you need to have really exclusive access to. You need to be within like these TV networks to get access. Others you need to be like from a local like television producing channel so you can sort of exclusively get a deal out to sell with the, on behalf of this little production house. Uh, lots of these little shows. And otherwise, what you see is, if you look close enough, and this is like my favorite time of year, 
a lot of pitches for these little shows and a lot of Amer like English dubbed. And my favorite line, it's a show where we see contestants win a big cash prize. No, no, I don't like that. I get it, you wanna give away cash, but it, it's kind of there as a solitaire of what do they win is always asked by the producers. But what's the catch? What's the what's the gimmick? What's the pull? Why why do we care about these cooks? Why do we care about uh, the Hell's Kitchen? Because there's a cool uh, it's like uh, the Apprentice, but for cooking. And they're cooking, and and it's like a boot camp for culinary. It's a culinary boot camp kind of show, and they get screamed at by Ramsey, and that's entertaining. Something like that. Um, so it, it's fun to check out some of these shows. A lot of these shows I have already watched, which is also very funny. Uh, every like every time, time again, there's like Fort Boyard showing up, and it's like, oh well, that's okay. I maybe this will be the year America gets their pilot of a Fort Boyard. Maybe this is their attempt to do Takeshi's Castle. That's not just MXC. Who knows? Um, that it, it, it's just it's just the way it goes sometimes so it's my favorite time of year to see new formats new ideas because it kind of just goes like oh what's the state like what are we learning about what's the fate of like travel is it travels the new concept is it like lie detection what's what's the kind of the hip what's kind of the trend right now you know like how there's always like a dating show, but the twist is that one's gay and you have to find the gay. Like, like, what's the twist? It's a cooking show, but someone doesn't actually cook and you gotta find the person who doesn't cook. Oh, this is a uh, social experiment reality show, like, like a big brother. But the catch is, it's, uh, it's, it's ex-couples and they have to live in the house and they have to work together as a team to win a split pot. Things like that. Game shows are weird like that. I personally am partial to more of like the board game kind of scenario, a little quiz scenario, a deal or no deal scenario. One of those little things where there's a little bit of something everywhere. I love that. I love a little double dare. Give me a little bit of a... Somewhere out there is the next great game show, and I want to... I can't wait to see when that happens. Um, the only thing I do know is it's probably going to be a game show network, because they're cheap as hell. <laughs> oh, um, but yeah. Um, look, if Taskmaster can be a cult hit and they don't give away any sort of grand prize. It's just comedians doing really silly physical challenges and creative challenges. Anything's possible. Anything. And it got me wondering uh, after, because as soon as I upload this, I'm going to fucking get started on this five-star list. What is... Um, what makes a really good game show? Um, to me. Now, I've already explained it. A good game, a good show, a good game show, and that winning combination of it, which is always tough. Um, 
for me personally, the kind of game shows I really love, and this is just gonna show my bias, are the ones that when you watch, you wanna be there. I don't like, I, I don't like mean. I mean, I get it. Mean's a good, cause it's good for conflict and you want that drama. It, it's the reason people watch Jerry Springer, right? Or Maury, or Judge Judy. You want someone angry at people. You want to watch Ramsey yell at somebody. But I don't like mean. I like happy. So when it comes to a game show, I, I like things that are a little more fun. Like, like the, for instance, The Price is Right is such a happy-ass game show. If people are crying, it's happy tears. Everyone in that audience is rooting for whoever's on stage to win that car or vacation. Same with Let's Make a Deal. When it comes to uh, Wheel of Fortune or Jeopardy, same thing. They're all clapping, excited, it's happy. When it comes to a survivor, it's very weird because uh, it, it kind of changes within the generations. At first, like, alliances show up and it's all angry conflict. Hey, you can't do that. Then in the middle, it's all alliances and it's that inner turmoil and then, like, just sneaky bullshit. Nowadays, it just seems like everyone's really happy for each other, but they have to still vote people out. And they're like, well, we know you have this alliance, so we're just going to just vote you out. Like, it, it, it becomes a more, it's a more passive game, but it's definitely a more aware game. And the same thing is with Big Brother. But every so often, because they're hangry or tired, there's the conflict, and we gotta show that conflict because they're tired and angry. I don't like that. I like the show concepts, I just don't like the fighting. I like happy shows. I like shows where I can immerse myself into that like the world that they're trying to build. I can say, Hey, I would love to apply to be a contestant on that show. I would love to play Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. I would love to play Deal or No Deal. And I'm going to shout No Deal. I'm going to shout It's B. That's the kind of shows that I enjoy. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people who watch game shows also agree. That's also why even though I say, hey, Game Shark is very cheap. <laughs> they also are really smart with their game show concepts because 90% of their game shows are playable. If you mute the show, you could see the screen and play and you could play along with no audio. You can see the questions and answer the questions. The answers will be on the bottom. The puzzles will be on the screen. And that makes for a very, very good show. And so I don't get upset with Game Show Network in that regard. They have really smart shows. They're really smart in the things that immerse me into their format of you can play along. You can be a contestant on this show. That's what makes a really good game show is the I want to apply. I don't think. Um, let's see here. Like a lot of mean shows like Distraction, for instance. Distraction's a very, like, comical game show because it's contestants getting hurt answering trivia questions. That was that Jimmy Carr show from the 2000s. And you're like, yeah, it's funny, but I don't want to be a fucking contestant on that. Why would I want to, like, electrocute myself to win a busted-up car at the end? 
Why would I want to subject myself to getting paintballed just to blow up a Vespa scooter at the end? Like, no. To me, that that doesn't make for a fun show. At the time, sure, because Jackass or whatever, but that, that main spirited thing, no. The same thing happens with things like uh, The Bachelor Bachelorette. Because you watch that show and it's like some people are really looking for love. Maybe they're very insecure about themselves. So they apply to be on The Bachelor or Bachelorette and they're thinking they can find love. And then they get heartbroken and they feel like shit because they spent so much time in their life. They got dressed. They talked to the producers. They went through everything. And then they feel heartbroken. And they don't get the call back for Bachelor in Paradise because they're not a funny enough character or anything. So you just sort of just feel bad. And you wonder what happens to a good chunk of those people. Do they find love? Do they get the self-esteem back? Like, what, what happens? That's why I don't really like that kind of show. Additionally, um, I, 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 I like shows where it is clear-cut. Now, obviously, like Taskmaster, there's sometimes they want to encourage you, like, bending the rules. Like, the genius. They want you to bend the rules slightly to make that aha moment. And I love those aha moments, but a really smart game show would be very aware of those aha moments and already have something in place. Like, what happens in the event of a tie? What happens in this event? So there's no awkwardness when the host has to stand around and go, uh, what? Or worse enough, and this is the thing that uh, I really should say, hey guys, go to game show tapings. Because a good chunk of time they stop tape when there's a wrong question read, a blooper, or the host doesn't know what's going on. It's a good clear cut of what the show is. There is a very clear difference between, uh, what was it, the Brooke Burns Hole in the Wall show and the likes of, say, The Chase. Where The Chase only kind of stops and goes because of a question answered a certain way or a blooper being read by the host. Like, like that's about it. When you kind of know what's going on, the game kind of becomes easier. When it comes to the show, how exciting is the set? Is it... For me, I, I'm going to say I love hosts. Do the hosts match the format of the show? Do, do, do you feel like they fit into whatever's the clear-cut example of what the show is about? Um, for instance, um, what's kind of their, their persona in the show? Uh, going into it, for, for instance... Um, I'm actually, we'll go with the two college humor shows. I'm actually, uh, Mike Trapp, he plays like a smarmy, nerdy guy, which is kind of what you want in that kind of correction-based nerd game show. And on Dirty Laundry, Lily Do sort of plays up the, like, sneaky kind of secrets, but kind of in that sort of way that you kind of want in, like, a Big Brother kind of host, that kind of, like gossipy flair. Let's find out what you really did. Hey, it's kind of, hey, no big deal about that. In a way that's very fun. And then Grant, as the bartender, is 
trying to be a, a, a more of a jokey kind of light in the mood situation so everything sort of fits and I can see that when the case of things like um for instance press your luck on press your luck uh you know uh you end up having fantastic Elizabeth Banks uh she she plays up the glamour of Hall like it's basically ultimate Hollywood game show it's fancy dresses it is a big night out it is fantastic this is big money and she's trying to present that on the show same thing with uh, Kiki Palmer on password uh, the way that she wears and hosts is like a is kind of more like a house party kind of like in the London era it's the do you want to play or pass and then sort of just the mannerisms and then when some weird clue shows up has some facial reactions and we play up well, that was a weird clue idea and that makes for a fun show you gotta believe that universe and that's the show and most shows have really terrible sets it's again just a screen and some like LED lights. At this point, a screen and LED lights is not a game show set, it's a Twitch stream. If you can get LED strips and a monitor in the background, you've made a game show set. You need something different. So I love when things sort of like look a little different or have its own little like decorum. For instance, uh, I loved it. Supermarket Sweep Supermarket. It looked like this really cool supermarket you wanted to visit. It didn't look like a big game show set supermarket. It looked like a fucking game show. But it had its own, like, like produce section with greens on the wall. Like, that's beautiful. There's a cow in the dairy section. Makes sense. Things like that I, I love. Those little niches. But then you see something like, um, what's a really, uh, Generation Gap. Generation Gap, it's like wall of TVs, but not really TVs, sort of just like faux TVs. And that's it. Nothing really screams like multi-generational family show. It just sort of just, oh, okay. Really boring set. Or, um, Lingo. Lingo, what the hell is that set? That's just boxes. And that didn't help the show out. At all. Same with Name That Tune. I love Name That Tune the game. But the only real, like, focal point on Name That Tune is Randy Jackson's piano. That's it. The house band isn't even lit bed. It's just sort of, like, in the background noise. To me, that's the disappointments. I, I, wa I want more, more fun in it, storytelling and more excitement. If it looks different, go for it. The Cube. I love the Cube game show, but there's like certain sets on the Cube look really futuristic, and other times it just looks like a blank, blank cube. And you're just sort of like, oh. Holy Moly, for instance. Um, I think Holy Moly is, at face value, it's a wipeout show with mini golf. 
But shout out to the later seasons for trying to do decorum for its game show. And like having it look like an actual mini golf course rather than just the wipeout set with stuff. And to me, that that's what makes it fun. For here, here's another thing. I will, I will give an example. Wheel of Fortune. I will call out Wheel of Fortune right now. I don't like Wheel of Fortune set. I like the puzzle board. I like the wheel. I like the little scoreboard. All that's good. But the background is either the Wheel of Fortune logo and like a car and that's it and maybe like a little monitor that shows like the theme week if possible and then every so often you get actually these really cool looking sets you get something that looks like a home for the holidays and it looks like a house or a summer vacation and there's like beaches and there's like surfboards and like wonderful things in the backdrop cityscapes for city week I love those why do I love them? Because it doesn't make the set look black and full of LED lights. It gives it its own personality. It makes it have a life of its own. Also, I'm just going to chalk this up here. Why don't you just put the fucking car on a giant wheel like you used to? <laughs> just go for the whole... If you're going for a whole retro throwback with like some of the old logos, fucking like get the, like, the fake wheel, spin it up like a showroom and have a, a, the car, the featured car in the bonus round, like right there, front and center, or right on the, on the right-hand side rather than the left-hand side. Something where it's clearly visible that someone can win it. Because it, it's, it's weird. It almost like the money gimmick, but that's just, yeah. But I just don't, I, I like the sets when they change. And I like that, like, for instance, and this is just something silly for me. When you play the Wheel of Fortune video games, uh, especially like N64 onward, like PlayStation, PS2, you can change the fucking sets and they're, it's very funny. You can go like, here's New Orleans and here's like New York City and then here's Las Vegas. I love those ideas. I love that it gives the show a personality. And I want more of that on the show, because if I just see the puzzle board and the little Wheel of Fortune logo, no. Give me the puzzle board, give me the Wheel of Fortune logo. I, I, I understand you want to show it's Wheel of Fortune, but then give me something else. Give me bright colors, give me happy. Because when I think dark, I think, oh, it's bedtime, I should just take a nap. That's where I'm coming from. And sets mean everything too. Game show hosts mean everything. Formats mean everything. But unfortunately, like none of this really does matter. Let's just let's just put let's just finish this up with the big conclusion. But the two is a real tough combination, a real tough juggle. Barely any time does it actually work. Sometimes it somewhat works, but then there's a little hiccup here. And then they fix it for season two, or they don't fix it at all because, well, we didn't do that play testing. Why fix it now? That I, I want to see more of it, but it, I, I'm honest, it's never going to happen. Most of the time, they don't really make changes. Most of the time, when it comes to a game show, 
They do twists or they add bullshit to it for the sake of adding bullshit to it. Because you don't want to keep a game show stagnant. It makes sense. But like, Jeopardy never fucking changed any, like other than set design and maybe the addition of a Clue crew, they don't change anything. It's still six categories, five values, a single Jeopardy, double Jeopardy, and a final. They don't go like, well, now there's two daily doubles and then a double, double daily double. And if you do this, it's four times. No, no, it, it it's the same fucking show. Maybe they change a category idea. Maybe they don't do a lot of video clues anymore, but they, they try and fix it uh, in terms of how it is. It, so the like episodes that you've seen five years ago are kind of the same now. And I love that they don't really change that much. The price is right does not change. They change with maybe a new pricing game. They might change with uh, with uh, the prizes because they don't give away a 2017 Honda Civic anymore. But they 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 still keep the games. They st- everything's still the same. That that's what I like. If you can keep it, ne- like never. I guess it's never ending. But I would say like keep the longevity of the show alive without kind of dating it in terms of like, oh, well, this was when the show added the bullshit lifeline, or this is when the show decided to change the scoreboard, and this is when you have a much better show and a much better shot at being an entertaining game show. Um, that's all I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of. And there's so many game shows that I've enjoyed over the last something something years. And they only get one season, or they only get two seasons, or they had a really good idea and they fell by the wayside. Million Dollar Mind Game springs to mind. Clever idea. If you like Lateral, that Tom Scott show, they made a million dollar game show based on that, that was like a team game show based off a Russian format called Who What Where. Uh, they had a celebrity name game with Craig Ferguson. Laugh out loud funny. And it, it's such this, this really wacky sort of show. But it felt like a classic Hollywood game show. It was really cool. Uh, they did a pilot for Person, Place, or Thing with Melissa Peterman last year. I thought that was a really smart format. Uh, no word yet if it's getting picked up, but man, that was smart. Uh, Game Show Network had idiot tests for the longest time, and obviously that show ran its course, but its clever mechanics of the puzzles were really smart. And then things like 1% Club show up, and I think they're making it maybe in America, but I'm not sure. It's... It's sort of like... It's clever, but it's, it's questionable, if that makes sense. So in conclusion, there's lots of game shows out there. And my taste might not be the same as yours. I might be hypocritical at times. But they're one of the best genres of television. And when you think about the vast majority of variations from the singing talent show, the cooking competition show, the dance competition show, whatever you want to consider RuPaul's Drag Race, it's there. It's in the 
it's in like the mainstream. People watch Big Brother. They watch Survivor. They watch The Price Is Right. They watch Jeopardy. It's just sort of just getting it out there that it's an important genre. It's an important medium, and it's here to stay. I'm not going to be the the biggest. I'm I'm I guess the big advocate for it. But I know there are other places out there that are more of a, a big shot than me, more of a smart perspective. And I'm, of course, a big dumb moron. But I'll save that for later. Uh, I'm not looking to reboot game shows, I suppose, anytime soon. Uh, I want to continue to review game shows and talk about game shows when that news shows up. And hopefully uh, in the future, we can have more fun with game shows. I really want to talk about it more often, but as you know, these problems do occur. Uh, so that is it for me tonight. Uh, I'm going to get some water, lie on the couch, probably uh, ca- catch up on... Catch up on the the wall on NBC with Chris Hardwick. He's still around. Chris Hardwick. He's not doing it at midnight, but he's still around. They have a new twist called Wall to Wall. It's like a triple up, but it's like the super drop now. It's real. It's gonna be a. They they have to add bullshit for the sake of adding bullshit. It's. You can, if you watch enough game shows, you understand this, and then they just sort of get a little annoyed. Or you don't get annoyed, you don't bother, because you realize that's just par for the course. Anyway. That is it for today's show. I'm going to... I'm going to take a, I'm going to, um, go to sleep, and we'll see you again soon. Jordan Haas, signing off.